Well, I want to welcome you to the Hills Church at Home. In fact, one of the things you can do is go to our website, hillschurcharcadia.org, and you can download today's message notes. We also have a kids' activity sheet you can download as well, too, to have that handy. You know, my title today is Follow Me and Remember Me. In fact, these are going to be the words of Jesus, follow me and remember me. And right at the uh, end of our message today, we're going to receive a time of communion, read a scripture. It's so important because Jesus said that as often as you do so, remember me. Follow me, remember me. Let's start in our first verse. We've been reading this the last few weeks out of Mark chapter 1, verse 14 and 15. It says, Now after John was put in prison, Jesus came to Galilee preaching the gospel of the kingdom and saying, the time is fulfilled, the kingdom of God is at hand, repent and believe the gospel. In fact, really, we've been running on this theme, repent and believe the gospel. So he is echoing this out, the word of God through Jesus, repent and believe the gospel. Well, I want to walk this through today as he begins to call out his disciples. In fact, really, he's going to use a word, follow me, and they're going to pick up from wherever they are, and they're going to walk away from whatever they had, and they're going to follow him. There was no mention of a salary, a 401k, no benefits at all. They were going to follow Jesus because he called them out from where they were. So I'm going to pick this up in Mark chapter 1. In fact, we're going to kind of come in Mark 1 and kind of come in and out. And we'll notice how Jesus called his disciples. In fact, there's a call going out to all of us. That word, follow me was not just for the 12. That word, follow me, was for everyone that would follow after Jesus. He's calling out to every single one of us. In fact, it says this, Mark chapter 1, verse 16 to 20. And as he walked by the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. Then Jesus said to them, follow me and I will make you become fishers of men. Now, that's an interesting phrase, right? They're fishing from the shore. They're fishing by net. Jesus comes up along them, and he says these words, follow me, and I will make you become fishers of men. They immediately left their nets and followed him. Well, I don't know if they knew, and I don't know sometimes how they, what a fisher of men would be. Jesus wasn't saying, hey, from now on, you don't need to fish anymore. We're going to have you fish with the men that I give you. You're not going to have to do the work. Well, that's not what Jesus said. Follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. Well, he did this again. He'd gone a little farther from there, and he saw James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, who were in the boat mending nets. And immediately he called to them, and they left their father, Zebedee, in the boat with the hired servants and went after him. 
So this one's a little different. He's calling out to them with that same word, follow me. And what's interesting in the language in the Greek, that following meant that they didn't just leave for a short period of time. They were separating or washing their hands from the family business. They were leaving to follow Jesus. Again, Jesus wasn't highly descriptive of what they would do, where they would go, exactly who they would be. I mentioned before, wasn't a mention of a salary, a job, uh, benefits, the whole bit, follow me. And in both circumstances, those four did exactly what Jesus said. They became followers. Well, it's important for us today because the, the words of Jesus, follow me, are echoed to every single one of us. If you believed on the Lord Jesus Christ and you became saved, you followed after the Lord. Well, he wasn't done just when you said that prayer. In fact, saying that prayer was just the beginning. You're one of his followers. Well, let's pick this up and we'll go on. In fact, in Mark chapter 3, verse 13 through 19, he said this, and he went up on the mountain and called to him those he himself wanted, and they came to him. Then he appointed 12 that they might be with him, that he might send them out to preach and to have power to heal sickness and to cast out demons. Simon, to whom he gave the name Peter, James, the son of Zebedee, and John, the brother of James, who he gave the name Borges, that is, the sons of thunder. Andrew, Philip, Bartholomew, Matthew, Thomas, James, the son of Alphaeus, Thaddeus, Simon the Canaanite, and Judas Iscariot, who also betrayed him, and they went into the house. Now, Jesus calls these 12 to himself. In fact, let's look at that verse again. We're going to look at that in a minute. Uh, he called those that he himself wanted, and they came to him, and he appointed 12 that they might be with him, that he might send them out to preach and that they would have power to heal sickness and to cast out demons. I want to give you three thoughts today. In fact, three powerful thoughts that I, do, I don't think stopped back in those days. In fact, I think it's still a calling out to us today. Jesus wants us to be with him. You know, he didn't choose them and say, now you have nine to five hours with me. Uh, now I'm going to choose to work with you for a few hours in the afternoon. Uh, now you're going to have a class with me in the morning. He wanted them to be with him. In fact, uh, as we read on, they left all to follow them. You can read on and find out that Peter was married because Jesus went to the mother-in-law's house and she had a fever and he laid his hand on her, on his, his hand on her hand and she was healed of the fever that very hour. He wanted them to be with him. He also wanted to send them out. They were going to be the sent out, and he was not going to just have them be with him, send them out. He was going to impart into them the power to heal sickness and the power to cast out demons. 
Now, in another scripture, in fact, it gives us a little example of how he chose them, which I think is so important for us to read. In fact, it reads this in Luke chapter 6, 12 through 16. Now, it came to pass in those days that he went out to the mountain to pray and continued all night in prayer to God. And when it was day, he called his disciples to himself, and from then, from them he chose twelve, whom he named as apostles, Simon, who he named Peter, Andrew his brother, James and John, Philip and Bartholomew, Matthew and Thomas, James the son of Alphaeus, and Simon called the zealot, Judas the son of James, and Judas Iscariot, who became the traitor. It always reminds me of this. Jesus calls out ordinary people to now rely on him and follow him. He calls out to ordinary people to rely on him and to follow him. Fishermen, a tax collector, some of these other ones, right? The, the Simon that's called the zealot, somebody that was probably passionate about that Old Testament. Uh, we know Matthew was a tax collector. Many times people think, Luke, wait, where was Luke? Luke wasn't named. Well, Luke wasn't one of the those apostles. Luke ended up later being just a disciple of the Lord, and the Holy Spirit had him write Luke and had him write Acts. But these 12, Jesus told to be with him. He was going to send them. He was going to give them power. But notice the example before he chose them. You know, we know that he knew whom he would choose, but he gave us that example that in choosing the 12, he spent the entire night alone on the mountain to pray. In making those big decisions of who to choose, and remember, he chose, and the Bible says, Judas. He prayed, gave us that example that before a major decision in our life. We better make sure that we are prayed up, even if it needs means that we are praying all night long. He calls out these ordinary men to rely on him. You know, he calls us out, ordinary people, to rely on him to be his disciples. You know, I had written down, and one of the things that he didn't tell them uh, which I think is interesting, and I, and I know I said this several months ago. In fact, we know that Jesus was crucified. He rose from the dead. His disciples, who were now the apostles, would then, after that, start to preach the gospel. And you know what's interesting? They remained faithful, faithful, all the way to the end. In fact, what Jesus didn't tell them, in fact, he did mention it along the way. He says, if they hated me, they hate, they're going to hate you. If, if they're going to kill me, they're going to come after you. Jesus didn't let them know all that was going to happen. In fact, the Bible really only records two deaths of the apostles. We read about Judas. He hung himself. And then we read about James. He was stoned, and then he was clubbed. Well, Andrew, uh, according to Christian history, was crucified. Peter was crucified, but according to uh, church history, he asked not to be crucified like his Lord. He asked to be crucified upside down. Thomas was pierced through with spears. Philip was cruelly put to death. 
Matthew was stabbed to death. Bartholomew, there's varying accounts, but he was killed. Simon the Zealot was killed for not worshiping the sun god. Um, and though many thought in church history that he was cut in half, Matthias, who was chosen in the book of Acts to replace Judas, but they did so by drawing straws, he was uh, he died by burning. John died by natural causes, but the bio, but uh, church history says that he was boiled. Right, he was boiled in hot oil. And Paul, we read about Paul was in church history beheaded. He talked about being poured out as a drink offering. Now Jesus never said that to any of them. Jesus never said, okay, you ready to follow me? You ready to give up everything? And here's exactly how it's going to happen. Here's what Jesus wanted them to rely on. I want you to be with me. I, I want to send you, and I want to give you power to heal. You know, it's the same echo to us. He wants us to be with him. He wants to send each and every one of us into different places where we are to go. And he wants to empower us or give us the power to heal. In fact, over demons. Actually, what's interesting, even in uh, recording this today behind me are uh, pictures that uh, my wife and I took on various missions trips. And one of them that's on an, an, an opposite wall was when I was in Sri Lanka. And our very first uh, meeting that night, there was a lady six chairs from me that was demon possessed. In fact, I remember looking over at her and she started acting out. She went onto the dirt floor and began to slither just like a snake would. And just as I was processing everything going on, probably in slow motion to think about what to do next, I need to get in motion to begin to go pray for this lady. Uh, there were several pastors jumped right up, prayed over her. And right at the end of that first worship song, she's sitting six chairs over, over and she's worshiping the Lord like that had never happened before. They instantly took care of it. Jesus wants us to follow him, but he wants to be with you. He wants to send you and he wants to give you power when you are sent. I love this one verse that... The Apostle Paul tells Timothy, and I want you to hear this one. And he says, I thank Christ Jesus, our Lord, who enabled me because he counted me faithful, placing me into the ministry. Now, we understand there's different roles of ministry. There's those that are doing it full time. But here's the one thing to know. Every single believer is a full-time minister to the Lord. Every single one of us are placed in different places. And you know what's interesting about that calling? You might be a school teacher, but you know what? You're in full-time ministry. You might be a fireman. You might be a police officer. You, you might be an accountant, but you need to remember this. You might have that title as a career, but in the eyes of Jesus, you're, you're in this full time with him. He sent you out and placed you into that place, and he's given you power. You should never forget that. In fact, he wants you to be with him. He wants to make sure that, you know, that he knows, I've sent you out, and I've given you power 
to do so. Well, I believe that's what the Apostle Paul says. He says, I thank Jesus, our Lord, who has enabled me because he counted me faithful. Am I being faithful where he sends me? Am I being faithful? Do I have an attentive ear at my work to the needs that are going on? Am I being faithful? You know, the message translation out of this, I, I love how it says it and, it, and it says it this way. My heart spills over with thanks to God for the way he continually empowers me and to our Lord Jesus, the anointed one, who found me trustworthy and who authorized me to be his partner in ministry. Listen to that. He found me trustworthy and he authorized me to be his partner. You and I are his partners in ministry. From the moment we followed him, from the moment he called out, he wanted to be with us. He wants to send you. He wants to give you power. And you're his partner in this. You're his partner. The next time somebody says something at your work, Remember to begin to pray about it. Pray for an open door to share. Pray for an opportunity to share with somebody because you've been sent there. The other thing that comes so powerful in the ministry of Jesus is it's not just following him, but he wants you to remember him. And he did so with communion. In fact, if you're um, prepared, we're going to receive a time of communion, but I want to read. The, the scripture today, because I want you to see how important it was for Jesus to do this with his disciples, apostles, and how important it was for him that you and I do it often. In fact, so we read in Luke 22, verses 14 through 20, in fact, he's going to say, Jesus is going to say it was his fervent desire to do this. The last act, the last words that he would have with his disciples, he wanted to have them enter into a time of communion with him to remember his broken body and to remember the blood that was shed. In fact, we read this in Luke twenty-two fourteen through 20. When the hour had come, he sat down in the 12, 12 apostles with them. And he then said to them, with fervent desire, I have desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. For I say to you, I will no longer eat of it until it is fulfilled in the kingdom of God. Then he took the cup and he gave thanks and said, take this and divide it amongst yourself. For I say to you, I will not drink of the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God comes. And he took the bread and he gave thanks and he broke it and he gave it to them saying, this is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Likewise, he took the cup after supper saying, this is the cup of the new covenant in my blood, which was shed for you. I have a fervent desire to enter in this time of communion with you. In fact, says, I'm not going to do this with you until uh, the kingdom of God comes. So he takes bread, and I would encourage you today to take whatever 
bread that you have. In fact, one of the things he says is he takes it and he gives thanks. Would you give thanks even right now for the broken body of Jesus that was broken for you? And he broke it and he gave it to them and he said, this is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. As we eat of the bread today, let's remember Jesus's broken body, but we're not to just remember what he did. We're to thank God for the promises of our health and our healing that what was broken in him was made whole in our lives. Let's receive that together. Then he took the cup saying, this is the cup of my new, of the new covenant in my blood, which is shed for you. This cup is the new covenant in my blood. All of the blood that he shed from the beatings, the whippings, the crown of thorns to the piercing of the nails and the spears on the cross. His blood was shed for our forgiveness of sins. In fact, he said, this is the cup of the new covenant. He would fulfill everything that needed to be fulfilled in that Old Testament. And his new promises are paid in full by his blood. Receive that today as you drink the cup today. Would you thank God, give thanks that you have been forgiven and that you have his great and precious promises that you and I stand on today. Well, Father, as we've taken time to look at these verses and as you called out your disciples, we pray that the Holy Spirit reminds us that you wanted us to be with you. It's the same echo today that we would be with you, that you would send us forth, but you would send us with power. Lord, I pray today in every situation, I pray that you send us forth with power. Whatever situation we see, we don't walk away from. We know that you have empowered us in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, last week we looked at Peter's life, and though Peter denied Jesus, Peter was one when Jesus sent him out. Peter healed the sick and cast out demons. In fact, they all came and said in Luke 10, Hey, this stuff works when you send us out. It actually works. And Jesus reminded them of something very powerful. He saw Satan fall like lightning. But he wanted to remind them of the power of their names written in the Lamb's book of life. You know, I want to pray for some of you today that may not know Jesus as your Lord and Savior. You know, we hear from people each and every week that have said, I've made Jesus the Lord of my life. If you've never prayed that prayer, I want you to pray that prayer with me right now. In fact, you're going to pray. It comes out of Romans chapter 10, verse 9 and 10. You're going to pray and ask Jesus to come into your life and heart. He wants to be with you. Pray this prayer, would you, with me? It's going to be on the screen. Dear God, I believe that Jesus lived, died, and rose again for me. I confess and accept. Jesus as my Lord and the Savior of my life. Thank you for forgiving me of all of my sins. 
And today I begin my relationship with you in Jesus' name. Amen. In fact, if you prayed that prayer for the very first time, I would ask you would reach out to us, whether by the social media platform that you are watching or listening today, or go to our website and on the contact information, just let us know that you received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, because the most important part now are your next steps and connect and tell somebody that you made Jesus the Lord of your life. He wants to be with you. He wants to send you and he wants to empower you. Well, as we receive of our tithes and offerings today, I want to read this one verse back. This is a powerful verse, and it's a lot of times one of the ones that we use in our prayer time. Psalm 55, 22, cast your burden on the Lord. He shall sustain you, and he shall never permit the righteous to be moved. Whatever burden you feel like is on top of you today, would you cast that burden on the Lord? He'll sustain you. He'll, he'll, he shall not permit the righteous to be moved. So in our giving today, let's remember as we give, burdens are removed today. Pray this prayer if you would with me. As I give in today's offering, I stand my ground of faith, expecting God to move. And I resist. Any attack that would diminish my faith, I shall not be moved. In Jesus' name, amen. In fact, if you're giving today, you can go to our website, hillschurcharcadia.org. You can click on the Give button on the top right hand of the screen. It's safe, fast, and secure. You can also give by mail. You can write to us at the Hills Church, P.O. Box 661419, Arcadia. California 91066. Hey, I'd encourage you too. We have in-person service, in-person services in Arcadia, Sundays at 10 o'clock. We also are online every Sunday at 10 o'clock. And remember this: Jesus wants to be with you. Jesus wants to send you out, and Jesus wants to give you power. Read through those verses. Reflect on all of those things and remember that he is Lord over your life. And as we do each and every week, we pray this scripture over all of us and over you. Psalm 121, 1 and 2, I look up to the hills, but where does my help come from? Where does your help come today? Where does your help come from this week? Your help comes from the Lord who made the heavens and the earth. We're praying for you. Remember. He wants to be with you. The Lord bless you. Have a great day and the Lord be with you this week in